It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys have finally, finally signed Anthony Barr. What kind of impact can he have this year? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to a special episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We also have a, a special guest today from Locked On Vikings. It is Luke Braun. Follow him on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Landon, let's start with you. Uh, the Cowboys finally signed Anthony Barr. What does this mean for their defense? It means that they uh, finally have another veteran linebacker on the team outside of Leighton Vander Esch and uh, Micah Parsons to kind of rotate in. I think, you know, we talked about it before when we first brought this up that we thought that he could be an interesting kind of guy to play off of Micah Parsons, right? To kind of be the kind of opposite end of whatever Mike is doing. If Mike is rushing the passer, then then we keep Barr back and vice versa. Um, I think their skill sets, maybe not their current skills at, at the bar at his advanced age, are, are similar um, and where they can play are, are kind of similar. Um, so I think that they will be kind of an interesting matchup, but especially as, as uh, Quinn likes to use a, a bunch of different formations, I think this will just help him open up things a little bit more, um, you know, more three, three looks two down linemen, multiple linebackers. I just think it's going to give them a lot more options and informational looks and everything. So I'm, I'm excited to see what, how it plays out. Look, my question for you is Anthony Barr wash. Like, is this one of these things that happens in training <laughs> camp every year that we get excited about and he's just a bust. I mean, don't expect him to be like the superstar he was five years ago. This is yeah. your, you got a veteran, you paid for it. You have what, one year, three million? You, you, you're paying million. for what's up to three million. Up to three. Yeah. You're paying for what he is now. Um, he had a maybe like degenerative knee tendonitis last year and dealt with it all year. And I don't know if that's any, that's something that just goes away. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely problems with his athleticism. Now he's not the rangy guy he used to be. He used to be somebody that could cover sideline to sideline, um, and chase down Alvin Kamara in the flat and like Mm -hmm. take him out of the game. That's what he used to be. He is not that guy anymore. What he still is, um, still a savvy pass rusher. He was never like a pass rusher. Like Micah Parsons is that can beat a tackle. He was a guy that could destroy tight ends and running backs. And so the way Mike Zimmer always used him, and I think you'll probably see some similar stuff in Dallas with this, he would just slam the dude into somebody's guard and he would never get us. His sack total is way lower than you think for mm-hmm. his reputation. Um, but he would just send him in and you would have to put a guard on him. Cause if you put a running back on him, you get blown up. So you put a guard on him and suddenly like you, you would essentially threaten Anthony Barr, and it would force a five Oh protection, a man on man, everybody. Mm-hmm. And that was so, so valuable to Zimmer's defense. If you can force a five Oh protection, um, 
you could do some stunt or some some loop or something that takes advantage of the weaknesses of of man to man blocking. Um, that's what Anthony Barr was. I still think he can be that. Um, he can still be a spot drop, like do your classic linebacker coverage uh, responsibilities, but don't ask him to you know go from hash to sideline anymore. That's that's not really who he is anymore. But he's very smart. He's very um, savvy. He knows what gaps to shoot and not to shoot it. He he's got a great sense for spacing. Still a good tackler and all that stuff. But you're getting like an old smart long in the tooth graybeard linebacker and it seems like that's about what you paid for. He's more of a blitzer than a rusher, right? I feel like those are two yeah. completely different things. He's not an edge rusher. A lot of people wanted him to be an edge rusher. He almost signed with the Jets a few years ago. They were going to make him a true blue hand in the dirt edge rusher that would have been a catastrophe. He is an off-ball linebacker that you want to be involved in your blitz packages. Marinelli wanted to make him wanted to make him a full-time uh, pass rusher. And I think one thing that you, you brought up Zimmer, I think one thing that's going to be really interesting is I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did some of that class more, and they did a lot of it last year, of, of more of that kind of double A gap blitz sort of stuff that, that Zimmer's very famous for doing lots of. Uh, they, I Quinn loves to force those five-out looks. I wouldn't be surprised to see Zimmer end up in Dallas at some point this season. Mm. Whoa, that's that might have to be a that's different a... show, right? We Idle speculation, the, but the, the front office does like Mike Zimmer a lot, so that we got George Edwards in there. Although I don't know if those right. things between those two ended on the best terms. Well, so we not. also have Jaron Curse on a multi-year deal, so that might not happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Nope, never mind. It's not happening. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Anthony Barr and his fit in Dan Quinn's defense, but before we do that. I want to tell you guys about BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp is there for you when you need it. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. They've also got financial aid available. It's more affordable than a traditional offline uh, therapy. It's, it's really the absolute best. So our listeners have a special deal going on right now. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, Luke, at, at this stage in Anthony Barr's career, I, I, I don't think he's a full-time player, but do you think 25, 30 snaps a game for him is pretty realistic? Yeah, I, I think that's conservative. You could probably push it a little more than that, but no, you're not going to have every down. I don't think you're going to need him every down. Um, this is somebody who I think comes on for particular sub packages when you want a little more size. Um, but yeah, I don't think I, you don't want to run his knee into the ground. Yeah. Um, the The prevailing theory right now is his rookie year. He had a meniscus issue. And he got the, I forget the names for it, but the lesser the version trim? of the, he got the, the trim, trim, right? Yeah. The trim that can have problems down the road. Here we are down the road yep. um, versus like getting the full on fix, um, the repair. So yeah, that's, that's what my prevailing theory is. We'll probably never know for sure. That's not the kind of thing that gets out in the public, yep. but um, just gotta be careful on that knee and don't ask too much of him. But I sure. think, yeah, 25, 30, you could probably get away with that. 
Landon, what does it mean for the rest of the defense now? Because suddenly Cowboys have some depth at linebacker, right? If you consider Michael Parsons a you know, guy's going to play 50-50 snaps on the edge at linebacker, you've got Jabril Cox coming back. Leighton Van Der Esch is having a strong camp. How do you feel about the linebacker group overall? I feel good. And, and actually, I thought that the interesting thing that I wanted to kind of see come out was the money because, I, I, you know, this is kind of the range I was hoping for because, to me, this does indicate that he doesn't necessarily need to be pushed into the starter role or or they're not necessarily looking at him as the guy that is, uh, you know, the the other opposite linebacker every time the Parsons goes out if there's a two-linebacker situation. But you have to remember that there's still a lot of people that play at the second level that that aren't linebackers on this team. So uh, it, it, it's an interesting, you know, mixture of, of players that you have now. I mean, everything from – the Marquise Bell playing the, the the linebacker role kind of as a safety to now Anthony Barr, who, you know, is almost defensive inside. So I think that is going to allow, uh, you know, them to just kind of, like I said, play multiple formations, be uh, game plan specific against the, uh, certain offices and, and just deploy these guys, you know, as needed that can, you know, play to their skill set better than just trying to find a, a collection of, of well-rounded linebackers. Uh, last thing before we head out, Luke, the Cowboys and Vikings do play each other this year, November 20th. It's at Minnesota revenge game. I don't know if that's possible. the bar revenge. Game. Uh, you know, there are two kinds of, of return to your old team. There's the bitter revenge game, the J Ron curse vibe. And I think this one's going to have the other vibe. I, yeah, I think you're going to yeah. see some Jersey swaps and stuff. Yeah. Bar and Eric Hendricks were college roommates at UCLA came up together they were best friends here they're like an inseparable duo of very very good friends um so i think they're going to be very excited to see each other on the sideline and you're going to get some pretty good photo ops yeah i, I was more teasing but actually my last question for you <laughs> well jaron uh, curse hates the vikings so that's yeah he does yeah, yeah. That, that is yeah, he does not he does not like the well i don't know if he hates the vikings he hates mike zimmer let's just be clear sure. about that he might not well I, there might be a, I, I won't say <laughs> <laughs> There's more there. Yeah, we might have a whole separate podcast yeah. about that, Luke. Sometime. Luke, last one. Should Cowboy fans just be excited about this deal? One year, three million. I I know that What's some people noise? are going to be way too far off the deep end on this one, but overall, how should fans feel? The Vikings spent more on Jesse Davis this offseason. It's fine. <laughs> like if this goes terribly wrong and he's like not a good player, like whatever. It's yeah. a two million up to three million dollar deal. Like that's fine. That's why. And he, I don't get your hopes up that he's going to be the superstar that he always has been, but he's still got some gas in the tank and he can be a, you know, a crafty veteran that you can get something out of. Um, be as excited as you want to get about a role-playing linebacker that knows what he's looking at. It's good. There you go. I mean, frankly, it's exactly what the Cowboys needed for that kind of third linebacker on the team. So fills the need. It happens to be a player with some big time pedigree and big time draft position that the Cowboys liked all the way back in 2014. We'll see. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. We want to thank Luke from Locked On Vikings for joining the show. Make sure you go and check out the Locked On Vikings show because it's one of the absolute best shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, you can follow Landon, who is at Cowboys Camp, out in Oxnard, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.